0: Bonjour, ladies, and welcome to Life Reimagined. I'm Sherry Harmel, certified life and career coach and hostess of this podcast, where we will focus on how you can create your own life reimagined. Each week, I'll be sharing ideas, stories, and helpful tips that get you moving so that you can live rather than just dream about that life you desire. I did it, and so can you. Well, let's jump into today's episode. Boucher ladies, this is episode 13 and I titled it Paris and the bra that changed my life continued because of the overwhelming response I received from my first podcast on the subject of the bra that changed my life. So I thought it might make sense to do a part two. And for those of you who didn't listen to part one, I'll just catch up a little bit. I spoke of the life-changing experience of going to Cadeau Lingerie in Paris and ordering a couture bra. You can go back and listen to that podcast, but today I'm going to address a few of the questions and responses I've gotten since that post went live. First, why do women especially seem to love Paris so much? Well, I believe it's twofold, some of which is, uh, has almost become mythological. In my, in my opinion, women are especially drawn to France because we see that stereotypical French woman is both elegantly feminine and alluring, and something inside us shouts, I want that. This so beautifully relates to what it is we really want to add in our lives as we learn to embrace our true and real selves. Like every French person, whenever I'm in France, I sit in my favorite Parisian cafe and I people watch. Over and over, I'll notice the beautiful clean lines of the clothing the Parisian women wear. No matter the season, whether it's coats, skirts, jackets, or dresses, There is a cleanness to both the colors and the lines of the outfit. There is a simplicity to French clothing and design that just seems to beautifully work, and yet there is usually a a subtle feminine touch added everywhere. It might be a little lace on the blouse. Maybe it's fabric-covered buttons or clothing that hugs the body. It is the French viewpoint that the clothing or the outfit should never outshine the woman and that moderation is the foundation really to much of French design. Now you've probably also heard about the lack of closets in Paris and actually having lived in a brownstone in Boston, there are very few closets in any old house. I believe, though, this is what created the ubiquitous French scarf that you'll see everywhere in anything French, whether it's a book or a how-to or a movie or when you're there. When I was in my 20s, my grandmother passed away, and with her little inheritance, I purchased my very first Hermès scarf in her favorite color of green, And every time I wear that scarf, I think of my grandmother. Actually, it began a sort of scarf addiction. Accessories are what make each outfit different. And therefore, that large, dreamy, walk-in closet really isn't what is needed. Maybe it's the little things in your life that need to change. It's all in the details, right? Another thing. French women are serious about skin care. And French pharmacies are where you buy many of the top-selling brands. These pharmacies are quite unlike any drugstore in America. French women pride themselves on looking naturally beautiful, highlighting their best features. And it takes time to look natural, especially as we age. But this is most likely why skin care is so important to the French woman. Yes, good skin care does take time, but it's not hours and hours. What it does require, though, is that we think of ourselves for a moment. We look at our own beautiful face in the mirror and we examine our own skin as we put on that new mask or cleanser or serum. And French women, by the way, love serums. As for makeup, the same applies. French women wanted to look as natural as possible. And those nails, there are still very few nail salons in Paris compared to any large city in the United States. And even though this is very interesting, nail salons were created in Paris way back in 1878. Most French women do their own nails. And I believe it is part of their practice of carving out time at home for self-care. French women do wear beautiful lingerie all the time. American women, in contrast, tend to prioritize comfort and durability in both our lingerie and clothing. And please don't get me started on yoga pants. But one of the questions that I often get is why my life changed when I purchased my first couture bra. Well, purchasing that bra changed the way I viewed myself. And that, in turn, changed my life. The bra forever altered the way I felt about myself and also that idea that it's never too late to learn to love myself again. It wasn't about anyone else seeing that bra. It was all about me. Madame Cadol from Cadol Lingerie, who I talked about in the very first podcast on this topic, shared with me that when she and her daughter Patricia go to Cadeau Lingerie, bring the Cadeau Lingerie trunk show to New York City, what they hear over and over from women that they meet with is that they want to feel feminine again. But does a bra or matching panties really matter? Yes, and I'll explain. So we talked about the outside that leads us to examine really the feelings that we have inside as women. We are women, and therefore, to connect with our real selves, we must embrace our femininity rather than hide it or only let it be seen on special occasions. Given French women are often portrayed as the ultimate of femininity, I think this contributes greatly to our francophile obsession. Maybe it re- reflects our deep desire to be feminine again. yes. We can all agree it is sometimes hard for women in countries like America, where it is often perceived that to succeed as a woman, you need to guard your femininity or even hide it. Yet, if we are to connect with our real selves, we must also connect with our femininity, however ever subtle we do that. And the French are all about subtlety. (coughs) Here's a very visual example of the cultural differences and views of being a professional woman in France versus the United States. Funny story. It happened on the quai francois Mitterrand, just outside the Louvre. There was a group of three police officers. One was a woman standing in the middle of an intersection watching traffic. Suddenly, a police van was driving down the road towards them, and that is when the Female police officer that was in the group at the intersection stepped forward. She put one hand on her hip and the other behind her head and gave her fellow police officers a good old hip wiggle. All of them were laughing, including her. Now, I was more than a little shocked. I couldn't imagine seeing that action from a Boston policewoman but I realized this very professional woman who has a very, what we would call masculine job, enjoyed a womanly bit of humor rather than burying her femininity underneath her uniform. It was a reminder to me that women want to feel feminine, no matter if they are stressed, a stressed-out mom or a corporate woman struggling to find balance or someone who is aging. And ladies... If you are going to embrace the real you, you have to welcome in your feminine side. That is exactly how my French bra changed my life. Many of you have also asked me, what was it that really made me schedule my appointment with Madame Cadol? Well, I believe somewhere deep inside me, my intuitive self must have been begging for me to reconnect with my feminine side again. As I shared in my first podcast on this topic, before walking out the door, I just turned, walked up to Madame Cadol, and said I'd like to book an appointment. Intuition was guiding me. Somehow I intuitively knew that my new bra was going to remind me to love myself again and that by doing so, it was actually a key ingredient to recapturing my own femininity. So let's listen to our intuition, ladies. I don't know about you, but if I had listened to my intuition more than my logical brain, my life would have been very different. It is our logical brains that say, drive over that red flag. No worries. You can fix it. You can fix him, her, them. And the statement that I believe sends the worst message of all is, I've got this. Really? Really? In contrast, our intuitive brain is the part of us that throws up the red flags of warning. Our intuitive brains are all about keeping us safe. And that includes positive connections with people and safe environments. I'm making a huge generalization, but I believe our self-care resides in the intuitive part of our brains. And that brain is also down in our stomachs. So when you feel something is off, or some place or someone is a little bit dangerous, don't you always feel it in your gut? Well, it's time to listen to it. Our logical brain is more about strategic thinking and, of course, problem solving. It tells us how to get out of those unsafe situations. The intuitive part of ourselves, in contrast, are more focused on self-care, and therefore has many more messages for us. It warns us to be careful so we avoid the messes that our logical brains will have to maybe later fix. It is also though the part of you that might be shouting at you for you to embrace your feminine side again. Mine certainly did. So let's all promise ourselves that we will no longer let our logical brains completely guide us, but instead make the time to get quiet enough to listen to the intuitive messages we receive every day. I also believe femininity is connected to visibility. I did an Instagram Live last week with a, a friend of mine, a colleague of mine, Michel Lemitre if I'm saying that correctly, who, by the way, is a beautiful photographer and artist and a fellow Francophile. And we talked about how in Paris, women of all ages are visibly feminine and they are all seen. On one of my visits to Madame Cadol, she shared with me that an 80-year-old couple had just left. I'm sure my face looked completely shocked. She explained that in Paris... Choosing the woman's lingerie is often a joint activity. The woman chooses and the man admires. Oh my, how fabulous is that? And they were 80 years old. So if femininity is connected to visibility, what does that really mean? As you all know, and I've talked about it before, I had a very long and difficult marriage, and by the end of it, I would no longer have described myself as either visible or feminine. I would have said I was a great cook, the family hostess, the Christmas shopper, the decorator, the arranger of gatherings for kids, stepkids, grandparents, and I was my husband's primary business advisor. But did I think or feel like a visible and feminine woman? Absolutely not and neither did anyone around me. I had slowly blocked out my femininity and along with it, my visibility. I told myself over and over that I was valued only for what I did for others, not for the woman I was. That was the message I gave out to people around me because that is what I had convinced myself was true. Therefore, I received what I believed. As I learned, the real you is underneath all those roles you play, the different hats you wear. And so the real you is feminine and desperately wants to be visible for who you really are. That is the true you. So if the idea of reconnecting to your your femininity speaks to you, ladies, don't ignore it go out and purchase a new bra. Buy the laciest, prettiest bra you can find and one make it one that makes you feel special and even splurge for those matching panties. Then do a little test. One morning, put on that special bra and panties and then check in with yourself throughout the day. Do you feel more feminine? Does it make you smile as you feel the lace rub against your skin? Are you walking different? Moving different? These are all part of how you are seen. And then maybe the next day, put on that sports bra or the comfort focus bra and panties and do the same thing. Pay attention to how you feel on that day. What differences do you notice? I'll make a guess that you'll suddenly want to wear that pretty bra every day going forward. So in summary, to embrace the real you, you begin by paying attention to your external presentation. You're going to set aside time to care for your skin and then move to your clothing, especially your lingerie. What you put on your body does affect how you feel about yourself, And don't forget that what you believe about yourself is what you'll receive from others. Then, get quiet enough to hear your intuitive self. Ask her how feminine and visible she feels. Is there something she wants you to do? It is then that you'll not just be a doer for others. Instead, you're going to find that you'll carve out The time and the space for you, which is the key to being feminine and visible. And last, purchase the pretty bra and notice how you feel. And if you're in my Facebook group, please share because we'd all love to hear what you notice is different. If you aren't in my Facebook group, join and then share. I'd also love to see your name on my subscriber list. So please go to sherryharmel.com and sign up. I have several new and exciting programs coming out in early 2021, and I'd love to be able to share those with you. So a toast to you ladies, the real you. Until next time, Abiento. It is time now for my mesamore, which are the things that I love. I love flowers, all flowers, and they just make me happy. And surrounding ourselves with the things that we love supports us to move forward. Something good happens inside me when I look at beautiful flower arrangements. The problem is I have a black thumb and my Paris apartment has no outdoor space. So to feed my love, I am slowly learning how to create beautiful arrangements with flowers that I've purchased. A friend turned me on to June Pignon, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It is spelled J-U-N, and his last name is P-I-N-O-N. He's a flower arranger based in San Francisco, And one of the best floral arranging teachers I've come across. As he said, he's here to inspire. So check him out. He's primarily on Instagram, but has a few videos on YouTube also. And if you love flowers, you will enjoy June. If not, surround yourself with pretty things you love and let yourself be inspired. If you enjoyed this episode and want to spend more time with creating your own life reimagined, you can start by taking my free mindset quiz. It's on my website, so just go to sherryharmel.com. And what you'll get at the end of that quiz is what is the number one mindset obstacle that you have that's keeping you from living your dream? Mindset is the key to living a life you love. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.